So the year is 1994, and rodeo fans throughout Goreville are going crazy for the film Eight Seconds. Oh, that is a good movie. I will tell you that much, Colin. Colin, I have not seen Eight Seconds. You haven't seen, you haven't seen eight, eight, eight Seconds? seconds? Welcome to You Haven't Seen, the podcast where Adam, Derek, and Colin force each other to watch movies they should have seen a long time ago. Colin, Derek, I've finally seen Eight Seconds. Whoa. About time. It is about time. Did it take you eight seconds? It took me a little bit longer than eight seconds. I was, I was waiting for that joke. <laughs> I don't even know where to start. Plot summary, maybe? Sure. Yeah, it sounds good. Okay, so... A young man by the name of Lane, always Lane Frost, Lane Frost uh, always aspired to be a bull rider. Started by riding, was that sheep he was riding? Yep. Okay. Yep. Is is that a thing? Yeah, that's pretty standard. Okay, sheep riding, standard. Good to know. Um, I was an expert on bull riding, by the way. So. <laughs> and sheep riding, apparently. <laughs> so uh, so Lane uh, aspires to be a champion bull rider. Uh, it looks like shortly after high school, when he's won many trophies, he and his two buddies ride off. He meets uh, Shelly from Northern Exposure. That took me a couple seconds to place her. She was pretty. Um, she rode horses around barrels. Not a bull rider. Are, are there female bull riders, Colin? I don't know. No, there are not. But okay. my, and side note, my mom was a barrel racer herself. Was she on Northern Exposure also, or...? No. Okay. <laughs> not that I know of. Okay. We will not be commenting on her looks either, so. My mom? Yeah, well, Adam was commenting on Northern Exposure's looks, so I thought I would put it right there. It seemed inappropriate. That's true. Most barrel rate, most rodeo girls are kind of, you know, they're usually pretty good looking. <laughs> Who knew? Did you just say your mom was good looking? <laughs> that's a different podcast, Colin. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so... After a little bit of pursuing, uh, Lane and Kelly. Kelly was her name, right? Kelly. Okay. Yeah. All right. So with a little bit of pursuit, Lane and Kelly end up getting married. Uh, he goes on to fame and fortune. They have their marital strife. And spoiler alert, he ends up being gored by a bull and killed. And we should say it's based on a true story. Based on a true story. Yes. All real people. I don't know where to start. Uh, I guess with bull riding itself, the goal is to stay on for eight seconds. I did a little research. Apparently, they judge the bull, and they judge the rider, and then they add the scores and do some averaging, and you get, you're trying to get 100. Does that sound about right? Yep. Here's your bull riding movie. Where there, we, we had a bowling movie last time, even though apparently it wasn't the definitive bowling movie. This might, be the, this might be the definitive bull riding movie. I, I think we can safely say that this is the definitive <laughs> bull riding movie. But here's, here's, here's my problem that I noticed first off. It's too easy. He has absolutely... To stay on a bull? In the movie, it's rare when somebody gets thrown. 
I would imagine the hardest part is hanging on for the full eight seconds. And I would imagine most people can't do it. But all these guys in the movie pretty much stayed on. Occasionally, what was his name? Tough? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Lane's buddy. Occasionally, Tough got thrown. Played by Stephen Baldwin. Yeah. He's not the worst Baldwin, I guess. <laughs> so, are, are you looking for a, an element of realism here? You want to well, know how realistic, like, what percentage of bull riders get thrown? Is I that don't know. I mean, in Rocky, Rocky gets his butt kicked. Not that there's anything realistic about Rocky, but the man is a human punching bag, and his eye gets swollen, and he's bleeding. Like, there's... It just seems like, okay, get on the ball, hold hold on, ah, you got a good score. Well, the element here that you're missing, I think, is that the fact that the just as Lane Frost climbed the ranks of professional bull riding, bulls also climbed the ranks of professional bull ridees, and the tougher bulls are at the tougher levels. Right, because he had the bull that he had was his uh, Apollo Creed. Yes. <laughs> right. He got the best of... But we're skipping ahead. Well, you okay. already gave a full summary of everything. Oh. So we're skipping ahead. So, but that's the end of the movie. Again, oh. we have to talk about the love story here. But you already I told everybody that he got killed. Well, okay. That's kind of a. You didn't even give a spoiler alert. I what? did say Some spoiler. Listening, listening. I clearly, I clearly said spoiler. I also think that it's interesting that you mentioned Rocky, since the director also directed Rocky. Correct. Rocky Five. Let's not. <laughs> Rocky Five. He did a Rocky movie. Karate, karate Kid movies. He did all the Karate Kid movies, but he was Rocky Five. Uh, did he do the last Karate Kid movie? Or not the last one, the Karate Third Kid one. 3? Yes. He did all oh, three. All three. Ah, that was terrible. Two. Okay, go ahead. Okay. Oh, I don't know. This says he did a Rocky, too. It was Rocky Five. He says he did Rocky original as original well. Original Rocky? Yeah, that's what I thought. I thought he did the what original. What IMDb says. I, I, okay, so now I need to read Sylvester Sloan's autobiography because <laughs> I thought Sylvester Sloan directed Rocky. Well, he wrote it. Right. He demanded to be in it as the lead character. Well, sure. And it says wow. director John G. Evelson. Oh, well, I don't even know what to tell you. So apparently he can make a film, he just didn't do it here. Let's talk about the love story. It's kind of bittersweet, I guess. The life on the road, he buys a trailer for her, she sticks by his side. But I've got here in my notes, I have drinking, question mark, or cheating, question mark. Because I couldn't decide which was going to be the the strife here. These were your... Like mid-watching notes, my predictions. Oh, okay. uh, because when uh, they were in Las Vegas, when he won his belt buckle, she said, "I've never seen you drink a second beer before." So then I was—it was either the drinking problem, or he was going to go out and do something that he regretted, which he did. Well, I—I I think that the uh, the glossy sheen on the true story here kind of was very full in effect. I think he would—I mean, he was. From what I know, which is not that much about him personally, like he was a very outgoing, personable person. However, I think that the the backstory of it it was a little bit glossed over. I'd say that there was more than the one event. Right. According to uh, the family, he never did cheat. Oh well. They they did break up for a time, and then they got back together for a year before he died. 
So is this the problem with making a biopic of someone who's beloved, is that you, you can't show the CD underside, and that the worst thing that he did, granted it's bad, but they both cheated on each other, and then it was okay. Hmm. Like, that seemed to be the only strife in the movie. Well, don't people always, I mean, they've done, uh, I don't know, their studies per se, but people always want the hero to be flawed. Nobody likes the perfect hero. Nobody likes Lancelot. Well, sure. Well, except when uh, Richard Gere played him. Wow. Oh. <laughs> wow. Who wouldn't like Richard Gere? <laughs> but just the fact that Richard Gere plays him, doesn't that make him flawed? I mean, what do you have against Richard Gere? I would not choose Richard Gere to play me. Okay, good. Um, I think that without the cheating piece, what do you have? You don't really have much of a movie. That's though. what I'm saying. So you've got this really non-developed relationship, and then you've got some sort of strife with his dad. Yeah, and, and they said that he and his dad were like, like according to, again, according to his family, I did a lot of research on this because I had already seen this. <laughs> according to his dad, according to the family, he and his dad were like best friends. Like, there was no strife whatsoever. Dad never really pushed him. Like, all of that was just kind of made up. So we're saying that in real life, perhaps, he was a good guy, didn't cheat on his wife, got along with his dad, just was good at riding bulls. Yep. And that doesn't make for quite a, that doesn't really make for much of a movie. So then... <laughs> Why did the movie need to be made? I think a lot of it, it was a vehicle um, for the soundtrack. I mean, I'm sure Derek can verify this just as well as I can. There were quite a few fairly big-name country singers, not only on the soundtrack, but actually in the movie. Well, that's what yeah. every time there was a band in the movie, they made a point of showing them. So I, I put somewhere on here that they obviously were somebody important. <laughs> I really didn't recognize Brooks and Dunn. Seriously. I feel it, like they're I imagine there were two well guys. <laughs> oh, God. It was the one with two guys. You are correct. Yeah, okay. that is correct. Brooks and Dunn. <laughs> and the music uh, was fine. I, don't, I didn't see this being landmark, but they can't all be the Big Lebowski soundtrack. That is true. It definitely was not the Big Lebowski soundtrack. So I don't think this was a nearly as big a hit. I think the soundtrack is probably a bigger hit than the movie, but... I feel like there was a lot of these movies that kind of came out around the same time. Pure Country is another one. And, and there was a lot of these, like, where it was just basically soundtrack-driven country movies. Like, you got this built-in audience. I mean, country music is pretty popular, whatever Adams tends to think about it. And, you know, it you got a built-in audience right there. I mean, if you can push that soundtrack and get a big hit out of it, you might get some money out of the movie. It wasn't like any of these actors cost any money to get them to make the movie. I mean, I think they're all were game, pretty well, much. What about Lane's dad? This guy is the bad guy in almost every movie he's ever been in. I mean, we're talking, he's the evil Secretary of State. That's true. In, yes. uh, or Secretary of Defense in Independence Day. Mm-hmm. He was the uh, the mean leader of the ALD Foundation in Lorenzo's Oil. Wow. And he was the evil father-in-law in Meet the Parents. Oh, well, that is true. I forgot about that one, too. So... I mean, you knew this guy was bad. James Rebhorn. So James Rebhorn. So he's a big name. He is. He's not a big name. He might be a big face. Okay. I don't think he cost the the movie all that much money. I think the casting director said, the director of Rocky and the Karate Kid would like you to be in a movie. And I'm thinking he probably said yes. And we want you to play a little bit of a jerk. (laughs) He's like, I can do that. Done. Let's see, we've got a, a domestic total gross of not quite $20 million. 
And how much do you think that movie cost to make? Ten? I can't imagine it even spent much at all. Yeah, the food budget on a movie is like two million. So I mean, the I food figure. budget. They had to feed the bulls. That's the bulls true. They did have to get bulls. But so, Adam, did you like the movie? Did you not like the movie? Did you? So as as I was telling Colin in the in the pre-show, this is my third favorite Luke Perry movie. <laughs> <laughs> what was number one and two? Oh, Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Yeah. It was number one. And, and that then, one's terrible. And then so. he did have a brief cameo in The Fifth Element. Really? Yeah. He was the um, lab assistant in Egypt. Oh, yeah. I did, yeah. Okay. Uh, I, now I remember him now. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm looking through his other uh, film history. Is he the <laughs> issue with this movie, though, at all, or no? Yeah, he was fine. My issue, my issue is there was absolutely no conflict. So because because there was no because so I have written here. What's the conflict? I said dad, fame, or bull, and then I wrote underneath that when does he die, and then after that I wrote oh because then he died. He did die. So I, everything was going too well. He was on top of the world. He was the best bull rider there ever was. He defeated the big bad bull that no one could stay on. He made up with his dad. He made up with his wife. It's time to die. You gotta go out on top. Yeah, I, oh. I, I, but I mean, you did. Okay, so you said the Big Lebowski didn't have a point, but you liked it. So this movie doesn't really. You're saying this movie doesn't really have a point, but you didn't like it. Was it just because it was boring? Did you did you not like the characters? Pearl of wisdom here was judge a man by his heart, not his rear. Was what <laughs> that uh, was a good quote. Kelly's mom said to her. <laughs> and then there was also, as I posted on Facebook, right now I'm covered in horseshit. That's so romantic. I think really you're missing you're missing cowboy up. I, I think as as the as a person who remembers growing up in the country when this movie came out. Um, I mean, Luke Perry was a big attraction for the girl aspect. The soundtrack was a big attraction, but then just the the whole uh, cow, cowboy up attitude definitely. I'm sure there are some trucks with cowboy up on as a decal on the or a bumper sticker. Colin, I don't even know what that means. You don't know what cowboy up means? I have no idea. It basically means man up. Oh. Yeah. I hate that expression. I don't you think it just man means up. man. I don't think it's just basically. I think that's pretty much what it means. Oh. That's pretty dumb. Well, it, man up means if you if you want to call yourself a man, then you need to do this. Cowboy up means if you're going to call yourself a cowboy, then you need to do this. Yeah. Okay. So the kid from 90210 that was too old to be playing a teenager covered himself in some horseshit and he became a cowboy? Like, I don't understand. He was a pretty realistic cowboy. That's that's pretty much what they look like and sound like and look and talk like. And I noticed he had really white teeth. Hmm. I'm not sure that that's a requirement, but... Uh, I would imagine most cowboys don't have really white teeth. He was he a more than Woody Harrelson did. Well... <laughs> The cowboy way. Yeah, they were cowboys, were they not? Um, he was a more convincing cowboy than Stephen Baldwin. <laughs> okay, true. I'll give you that. It's not giving you a lot, but I'll give it to you. So, I guess your question from before was, did I enjoy this movie? No, not really. Which is weird because you seem to enjoy every movie these days. I didn't dread the time I was watching it. I just, it had absolutely nothing to interest me. I have to admit, I did get a little bored watching it. Yeah, it definitely did not hold up for me either. Like, I was like, mm, 
I could do without this. I, I've, I've certainly seen movies from the 90s that were much better than I'd seen before, and I enjoyed them a lot more. This definitely does not get a five-star on Netflix. So. Yeah, it's a, it's got a 6.1 on IMDb and a 33% on uh, Rotten Tomatoes. Whew, that's harsh. Yeah. So I, I don't know whether I would I would say it has it's a must-see. Then why so did you make me watch it? Pod, we're doing this podcast to tell people not to watch movies now. Is that the deal? Well, number one, Adam has seen 95% of every movie ever seen, ever produced. <laughs> so finding one that he hadn't seen was a little tough. <laughs> he hasn't seen Pure Country either, though. So well, that could be next time around. I think we have at least a year before we watch another oh, that one does country, sound, up, country soundtrack. Or what's the new uh, Gwyneth Paltrow movie? We can watch that one. Country Strong. Yeah, she's pretty. <laughs> <laughs> that is your requirement now? Uh, what do we think about uh, what's her face having a baby now? Are you okay with that? Or uh, I guess I want to talk more about um, the actual guy. Like, is he really the greatest bull rider that's ever lived, or is it just one of these things where because he died in the prime of his career, everyone just has decided that he is the greatest? He's kind of like Roberto Clemente, to give you a baseball analogy. Okay, that he died. He, you know, he went out on top. You know, he's. It, he doesn't have to. He never faded. Okay. Can you give me an analogy that involves a sport that I care about, or Jim Brown? Yeah, Jim Brown is a good one. All right, Jim Brown. Okay, got it. Mm-hmm. Barry Sanders. Barry Sanders. A little bit. Barry okay. Sanders. And, well, I guess neither Jim Brown nor Barry Sanders just died, though. Yeah, that's true. Although Barry Sanders may as well have. Uh, so I, I got to tell you, you know, we were mentioning the soundtrack, and I I don't remember. I was looking through the soundtrack. I don't know that I know. Any of these songs. I barely know <laughs> even any of the artists, okay? The artists are, I mean, all of those artists you've heard of. Okay, let's see. Um, John Anderson, you've never I, heard. Oh, I do, John Anderson. Pam Tillis. Really? Pam Tillis? McBride and the Ride. <laughs> you've heard of Martina McBride, or Reba McIntyre. Is that who that is? No, but I mean, she's on the soundtrack. Who are McBride and the Ride? I don't know who that is. Is that Martina McBride? Because I've heard of her. Probably. I don't think it is. No, I don't think it is. I remember them, but I don't, I don't remember who's in it. Carla Bonoff? No. no. Brooks and Dunn, you've heard of them. I've heard of them. David Lee Murphy? No. Vince Gill, I know Vince Gill. Yeah, he was in there. He was in a movie. Bottle. Don't let it fool you about what's inside. Come on, David Lee Murphy? Everybody knows him. Now, do you feel like if you're a country music fan, you like this movie better? Mm, I don't know. Are you a country music fan, Colin, or no? I used to be. Okay. Maybe that's why I liked it better at the time. But he just called it music back then. <laughs> he didn't true. know there was anything else. They had both kinds of music, country and western. Um, I don't know. I I feel like I saw it because I was a country music fan. Because I am a country music fan. I probably saw it because of that. Well, do you feel like that, that, that skews your view? Does that make you like it better? Maybe I want to like it better. I don't know. I probably did like it better at the time because of that. Because I thought, you know, I don't know. I, I was in college when this movie came out, yeah. And I probably saw it with some friends from college who most of my friends in college were pretty much rednecks. And so hopefully they're not listening. Um, and so they probably enjoyed it a lot. So I probably enjoyed it a lot. Hmm. I don't know. I mean, I think that might have something to do with it. 
And then I watched it by myself, and eh, I don't really think I enjoyed it all that much. All I have to say is my buddy uh, Travis from high school, well, he he made the original You Haven't Seen list, and this was at the top of it, so now I can tell him. That you have seen it. But now I have I have seen eight seconds. <sighs> and do you think he'll be excited that you've seen it? I, I have no idea. <laughs> He's in my face. He like I'll ask him. Why is he not participating in the podcast tonight? Oh, that's all right. Could we Skype him in? I'll see if he's online. Because <laughs> he probably has more to say about this movie than we do at this point. The year was 1985, and we had just gotten HBO. Adam, did you have HBO back then? We did. Uh, it's pretty good. And I remember seeing this little movie with my dad. He let me stay up late with him one day with Jack Nicholson. And boy, did I cry like a baby. One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. you seen that one, Adam? I have. Colin, you seen that movie? No, we didn't have HBO. <laughs> what? You mm-hmm. haven't seen One, one Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest? And I think there's a big delay on the iPhone connection. I apologize. I'm not at home. I thought we were doing this on Tuesday. Thank you for listening to You Haven't Seen, a production of the Robot Warrior Network 2011. Visit us at youhavenseen.robotwarriornetwork.com or email yhs at robotwarriornetwork.com. I'm familiar with editing.